Welcome to Dream Stories. Uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently today because I've got a guest. We were doing a 4th of July party with a bunch of young adults from uh, my son's uh, church, and we got to talking about a dream, and we had one of our friends here who was sharing that dream. So we're going to record this on the 4th of July and then cut back to Lisa and I to do the podcast for the day it comes out. So, eh, you know, a little different from what we normally do. But I've got a guest with us. This is Kelly. And uh, she had a dream she was telling me about. Uh, Kelly, tell me, where are you from? Are you from here in Birmingham? I'm from so, Birmingham. I grew up in Hoover. Okay, cool. So you had a dream. It was some time back, but you were sharing it with me because you were kind of interested in what was going on because it was kind of a, a, a scary almost kind of a dream, a dark type dream. Tell us about that, and then I'll ask you a little bit about it. So, so this happened back in February, um, and that Late afternoon or evening, I was feeling really sick, and I was dizzy, and I had a really bad headache, and so I just said, Lord, you know, it's going to go down and go to sleep, and just please protect my dreams, um, and so I, but in that dream, I don't even really recall what the dream was except terror. Um, it was just horrific, whatever it was. I don't remember anything clear about that part of the dream. That's not necessarily bad. Though. Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm very <laughs> thankful for that. Um but in the middle of that terror, um, Pastor Reader, Pastor Harry Reader from Briarwood, came into my dream and prayed over me. And I remember seeing and hearing Pastor Reader in my dream. Um, and I'd seen him at church at Briarwood the Sunday before this dream, and I had had him pray over me at, after the service. And so I felt like that was the Lord going before me. To protect me in that dream. Cool. Yeah, you really didn't need that dream interpreted. You kind of knew what it was about. But but I thought it was kind of cool for a couple of reasons that Lisa and I will talk about when we record the rest of the show. Uh, but you and I had the conversation about it. He literally had prayed for you that morning. You had stopped and talked to him at church that morning, and he had prayed for you. Then you had the dream several hours later, right? Like more in the afternoon. And he prays again in the dream. Now, what when he prayed, what happened? Did things change in the dream? I um, I don't know if I did anything else in the dream. I think I woke up after that. Kind of ended mm -hmm. it. it. Okay. Ended it. Yep. Cool. So mm -hmm. so there was a change in that the terror or the night terror or the fear part of the dream stopped. You woke up, and it was over. That's really cool. I love that because it's a picture. You know, we talk about metaphors when we're talk when we're doing the podcast. We talk a lot about uh, how God speaks through metaphor and picture language, and pastors a lot of times. And then just the fact he was caring for you, praying for you, interested in what was going on in your life that day. All those things make him a perfect picture of Father God. Uh, our creator, showing up in the dream to transform it and change it. And I love the fact that he does that for you because it affirms for you a couple of things. It, it tells you that you have this dark dream. Dreams come from three sources, by the way. We've talked about this on the podcast before. They come from God, our enemy, and our soul. And that dream that afternoon was a dream from the enemy, from the demonic realm that God showed up in, metaphor, Dr. Reader, representing God, he shows up and stops this thing from taking place. But it also works backwards in that I believe you told me earlier when we talked about it, the prayer he prayed was very similar, if not identical, to what he had prayed for you earlier in the day, right? So so God's not going to show up and pray a prayer a man prayed. So it's affirming for you then that what he had prayed for you earlier in the day was Holy Spirit, 
God breathing through him or praying through him over you and releasing something. So you get the best of both worlds, a release of a blessing in the morning and protection and cleaning up the dream in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty awesome. Thank you for taking your time and just taking a few minutes out to come up and record that tonight. And we'll talk more about it in a moment for you guys. Well, we're back here in the studio, and opposite me now is not our guest, Kelly, but my wife, Lisa, and so we're glad to have the chance to talk about Kelly's Dream. Filmed it in two segments, which is a little different from what we normally do. we were a little busy. Yeah, so it was a crazy uh, day with 4th of July. We had a lot of young people here for a a celebration time, uh, and really was a lot of fun. But we snatched one of them away from the celebration yes. for a little bit, brought her up to the studio to film, and then pieced this in behind it. So you got to listen to Kelly's yeah. Dream yeah, and have heard that whole little first segment, even though you weren't here for that. And so I'm just curious if anything, you know, since I had a chance to talk to her more, I'm yeah. curious if anything stood out to you in that process. So. Well, I mean... I was actually going to ask you that. I thought, should I bring this up? And I was like, nah, it's not important. Or yeah. You know. But I was thinking, you know, she mentioned, and and I don't know at what point the the or can I say anything specifically about the dream? Is that yeah, all right? You okay. Can, so I was thinking about Harry Reader, you know, being the minister uh, at the church she goes to because. You know, that's a pretty large church. First of all, to ha- to be able to get to the pastor for him to be able to pray for you that morning, I would think would be not be easy. really nice. It'd be something un- out of the e- ordinary. Yes. Now, I could be wrong. I, I, don't, well, go to, I just, don't go to that church every let Sunday. Let me just say, but, it's Briarwood Presbyterian yes. Church in Birmingham, Alabama. It's a very large church, probably a thousand or more in oh, a service. I'm assuming it's so. much larger than that. But well, it's since it's February, yeah. during COVID, it may have been may easier have been smaller, to get right. to him anyway. But at any rate, it still would be out of the ordinary for in a large congregation like that, right. an, a specific individual to be able to get to the pastors. So. Well, this is going to be odd, but I'm going to bring up. Yeah. Okay, so I thought about Harry Reader's name, and I thought, read her. Read uh, her. Yeah. You know, I was like, that could be a play on words. Now, I know that's probably taking it a little bit too far. I mean, even I myself would say it probably is in this instant instance. But... Um, well, if you understand what you're saying, read her. We're not talking about, like... I'm going to figure out what your emotional state is, or I'm going to but decide Pastor what I think Reader, about you. But Pastor Reader reads her as in discerning yes, something that she needs. Exactly. And he prayed very specifically. We didn't get into the details right. of what she needed that morning or the right. prayer. But he prayed very specifically for her that morning. Right. And it gave her a lot of relief. Yes. Then yes. she came back under attack. Yeah. Not feeling well, the different things. Right. Well, the cool thing, too, to me is that she submitted herself to her creator, God, and said, protect me as right. I sleep. Yep. Protect my dreams as I sleep. I, I love the fact that Kelly knew she needed support. Yeah. She knew she needed her physical, natural pastor right. to pray for her right. because she was having a, a rough time right. I don't even know fully what she asked for right. so I, I'm not I, I'm not presuming anything but she was having a something that she had need for right to pray for her right and she didn't give up on that in the afternoon she realized she was still not feeling well she needed God to right. protect right. her dream time her sleep mm-hmm. that it would be peaceful and 
in a way, that's discernment too, because the enemy already had a plan to attack her sleep. Yeah. Through a night terror. Right. And so you think, well, oh, God didn't answer that prayer because she had a night terror. He, but he, he did. He protected it. He didn't stop it. You know, a lot of times I think we want our lives to be absent of challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pain, no uh, no night terrors. I mean, yeah. I would love that too. I mean, you know, and I believe he grants that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but also I think he, there has to be, in order for God to demonstrate his power, there has to be a reason. Yeah. There has to be a cause for him to demonstrate his power. Now, some people may say, oh, gosh, that's far-reaching. I mean, you mean he would allow something negative to happen so that, you know, something else could be glorified? I mean, that is, uh, as deep as that may go, and I don't know if you want to go there today, but as deep as that may go, without bad things, how do we know there are good things? Well, and we've talked about dealing with more than just dreams. We've Mm -hmm. been kind of the later episodes of Dream Stories being sort of Dream Stories Plus, and that's a topic that Mm -hmm. I think fits in that plus category. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, does God allow bad things? And he, you know, if we accept that the creator God of the universe is 100% sovereign, then the answer is yes, he does allow those bad things. Does he yeah. cause them yeah. is a completely different question. He does not cause them. I don't even like the question the way I post it, to be I, honest I understand, with you. But what, you I was gonna, what I was going to say is there's something you have to understand. The way you said it, I struggle with just a little bit. Yeah. But if we look at it in this way, he uses the negative things in our life mm-hmm. to bring growth experiences for us so that we increase in maturity, we grow stronger, we recognize our authority in a greater way. And that's really what happened to Kelly in this dream. It was not a good feeling. It was a bad dream. Right. And God did not do that to her. He did not send that to her. But he has given the enemy, the adversary, Mm -hmm. some liberty in the earth and since the demonic world attacked her, God didn't let it go to waste. So he, he took something the enemy intended for evil. The 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 Christian Bible and the New Testament talks about what the enemy intended for evil. God, God is intended for good. So what I'm he hearing you say is, and and I I'm just posing this question. I think I know the answer to it, but I I just want to break it down in layman's terms, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Um, if 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 me, I'm walking with God, I I'm, uh, seek God, I, I want to please my God, I want to please my Creator. And let's just say I'm having night terrors. I've had night terrors many times. And there have been times where I've been in that uh, paralyzed state, and I'll wake up from that paralyzed state, and I'll say, oh, Lord, please don't let that happen to me again. I'll go back to sleep, and it'll happen again. So I don't think God is uh, saying, I'm not going to protect you. I think he's saying, I mean, he could. He could stop it all, right? In he that could moment, stop he's it sovereign. All, but he, but he, he would not, We wouldn't have free will if he stopped exactly. everything all the time. Exactly. That's my point. And so it's okay. I mean, he may say, Lisa, let me demonstrate to you how powerful I am and how much I love you by and showing how- you metaphorically that, even you know, you asked, the attack came, and I intervened. And see, in not the only is he showing you how powerful he is, he's showing you how much authority he has given you 
to exercise in the situation. She asked for something. She saw the beginning of something she was asking God to protect her from, and he responded to her request. God responded to her request, stopped it. Now, listen, I Wait understand. Wait a minute, which request? Because there, there were two. There yeah. were two. Well, let me say this. I understand there are different perspectives right. on this topic, so I'm not trying to be rigid no, with so. this. Right. Well, I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying, okay, first she went to her pastor. Right. That was her first request. Yes. Mm-hmm. She wanted prayer, healing, whatever it was for that struggle that she was having and that's more of a natural situation uh-huh. something she's dealing with she right. recognizes she knows right. she takes a proper course and asks someone to come into agreement with her yeah. to support her right well for us as she's she's a born again christian right just like us so one of the things that tells us in our uh, good book that we read tells us you know um call for those the elders of the church and ask them to pray for you. And that's yeah, what she did. So she was she being did. obedient to that. And then I believe God just manifested himself to her, yes. saying, this is your spiritual authority. Even though Pastor Reader probably represented Pastor Reader, I think you can even take it metaphorically a step further and say it is the spiritual authority in, in your life that cares about you one-on-one. Here's your request. And your spiritual authority in your life has intervened and is stopping this attack in that moment. Right. And I know you weren't sitting in here mm-hmm. when we recorded her segment, her that at the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. But what we talked about the fact that Pastor Rita represents God in her dream. Okay. He's metaphorically, he is yeah. God. Now, why Pastor Rita? Right. Why was that the metaphor? Because right. it's a great question, too. Yeah. Why was Pastor Rita the metaphor for God? Because she had just gone to him that morning asking something of him. Right. He represents a father figure, pastoral right. figure. Yeah. Uh, he, he's someone who cares for the flock, the congregation. Mm-hmm. Those are all attributes of God. So in the afternoon when she asks for protection, she gets uh, Dr. Reader, mm-hmm. who represents God because he had represented God to her in the morning in so, a natural way. So God can be represented by many things, can't he? It's, yes. And so sometimes I think people think God just shows up in the dream. He's going to look like Moses. Like yeah. the image of, of what we, yeah. uh, we don't or even know what Moses looks like. Look like a face in a fire in a bush. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we think Jesus looks like the picture that everybody has. You know. right. Probably doesn't look like that at all. So. <laughs> no, probably not. Actually, it's. Description in Revelations, he absolutely doesn't look like that. Yes, so, yeah. But when he was on the earth, he probably still didn't look like that. Yeah, so we have this uh, this mental picture of what we think mm-hmm. God may appear in our dreams like, and and he doesn't uh, he doesn't do that. He's going to use a yeah. metaphorical language that he can communicate to us what he needs to communicate. Right, right. And what I love about this dream is it indicates to us, or it 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 shows us something about dreams. This was what we would call a dark dream, a night terror, what people mainly call nightmares. Uh, we, as I talked to Kelly about, we would classify three sources of dreams. Um, you would talk about uh, dreams from God, dreams from the enemy, and dreams from your own soul. Well, this falls into that category of dreams from the demonic world, the enemy. And so you have this dark dream, and I get asked a lot of times, can you interpret a dream from the demonic world? Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't seem like it could be interpreted. But this dream, she didn't even need somebody to interpret this dream. This dream was very simple. God loves you enough to protect you and preserve you, and he cares about what bothers you. Yeah, yeah. That's the interpretation of the dream. Right. How do we know that? 
because she asked for her dream to be protected. She had a dark dream, and God shows up in it. Now, God doesn't show up in everybody's nightmares. That's probably a topic for a different time, how to interpret Mm -hmm. a dark dream. Or what brings it on, even. Or even what brings it on, right. Um, Uh, but, But in this case, it's really simple because there is an intervention you, know, you hear that word a lot of times in, when people are doing wrong or when people are having struggles and the family or friends around them decide, we're going to step in and stop something. Mm-hmm. And that's what God did in this case. He yeah. said, she's struggling. Yeah. She's fighting against a dark dream. I'm going to step in and handle it. You know, uh, she shared how she initially started with she didn't feel well. Her body was not feeling well. She right. had a headache and things like that. So we, we've talked and mentioned this several times how sometimes even sicknesses, uh, body sickness, having to do with whatever. I mean, it could be anything within our body, even just out of energy, not feeling well, yeah. uh, headaches, whatever. But also, I have experienced this um kind of giving in to fear sometimes. And I'm not saying she did this, but she was kind of concerned and she asked God to protect her dreams. I mean, I have been in a place where, you know, where I talked about one of the things I have that is my night, worst night terror is me being paralyzed and can't wait. I can't speak, can't wake up. And I know a lot of people have those dreams. But even there have been times where I lay in the bed and I go, Oh, I'm about to go to sleep. I sure hope I don't have one of those paralyzing dreams. And every time I say that, almost, almost every time, that happens to me in that in that season. And so that night season. So I know that's not a healthy approach for me personally to worry about that. So I then look to something encouraging in scriptures that would bring me peace before and I it go would to shift sleep. The yeah. focus. Yeah. We our mentor used to say to us, what you focus on, you empower. Mm-hmm. And if you focus on those dark dreams, you're going to empower them to be present. Yeah. And she she didn't seem to be directly focusing. She was saying, protect them. Right. Let's deal with this. She she was in a good place. She had uh been to church that morning. She had prayed with her pastor. Mm-hmm. She had dealt with some things that needed to be dealt with in her life that made her feel better yeah. about the day. So we're dealing with something that I think God deals with dark dreams two different ways. It depends on whether the dream is brought on by the dreamer uh, through invitation or through mm-hmm. intrusion. Right. And that's another thing our mentor talked about a lot. Uh, when when the demonic world is invited in, when we have an open door in our life, we talk about this when we talk about dark dreams. Mm-hmm. Let's just say she had spent the afternoon watching horror movies, mm-hmm. which is not what she did, by the way. Mm-hmm. But let's just say she'd spent the afternoon watching horror movies. That's an invitation. Yeah. That says, I'm opening myself up to fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm not condemning horror movies. I'm not personally a big fan of them, but I'm, I'm not condemning people right, who watch right, them. Right. I'm saying, though, it opens a door and allows the enemy to come in to our night season, to our dream life, mm-hmm. and that is an invitation. You're not going to typically find God intervening in the dream in that way. Those are the times we have to battle and exercise authority to overcome the dream. Right. So we might... Uh, uh, find ourselves in more of a lucid position in a dream of saying, you know, in the name of Jesus or or thinking stop in the name of Jesus or things like that. Mm-hmm. But we have to stop, put more of a stop to right. it. Or just deal with it, yeah. which is what a lot of people end up yeah. doing. 
But when none of those doors were open, which don't seem to be the case in this dream that right. Kelly was talking about, then the enemy pushes his way in. Now you're talking about intrusion. intrusion. And the Lord will always come to fight on our behalf when the enemy intrudes into our life, when there's not right. a rightful place for him to be there. And if you just take a look at her morning with her pastor, her afternoon in which she says, God protect my dreams, she set herself up to be in a position to go to sleep without giving right to the enemy yeah. to come in. So it's been an intrusion, and the Lord shows up to deal with it. I was just reminded as we were sitting here talking about that that uh, I had a friend one time share a dream with me, and I don't remember everything about the dream, but she dreamed that she was about to cross the street or something, and Something happened, something fearful happened, and she cried out, and she said, Daddy, and when she did that, her father, her father that she grew up with, appeared to her in the dream as she was crossing the street and was there to hold her. She had not dreamed about her daddy. She said it was so real to her. He was there to catch her and embrace her, to bring comfort and peace to her. And God loves us that much. And it doesn't mean that every single dream we have, that we're going to have something that tender happen. No. But it's just he wants us to be assured and know that we are loved. And when you think about that dream, I know you don't remember the whole thing, but when you think about that, the elements of it are real clear. She cried out in a very personal way, Daddy. Yes. She did that in the dream. Right. Whereas Kelly asked Father God to help her before she went to sleep. There's two different things going on there, and both are valid. Well, she, for I, when I'll be we honest deal with, you, with, I'm not even sure she did cry out for Daddy, but I know that she was longing for her, but, but for feel, something to rescue her. But, but see, so you got to remember yeah. the feel, the, right. or whether it was a literal speaking yes. it in the dream, yes. or the feel and emotion of desiring yes. it. Those, see, I tell people when they have dark dreams, and you've, ta- we, you and I have talked about this because you've had some paralyzing mm-hmm. dreams and mm-hmm. dreams when you felt under attack, right? And you feel like if I can just say in the name of Jesus, I can deal with it. And I tell people all the time. Why are you waiting on saying in the name of Jesus? Again, not saying you shouldn't say it, right? but to even think it, for it to even well up in your heart, even in the dream, yeah. is sufficient because God knows our thoughts before we speak. Yeah. So wouldn't he know what's going on even in a dream yeah. before we respond or act on it? So, so even if it was just welling up within her, there's this request. Mm-hmm. For Kelly, it was before the dream. For your friend, it was in the dream. In the and there's this this longing for a, a, a daddy-father type, right. that, that need there right. that gets responded to as if she had said, what, what does the Bible say? Um, and then we cry, Abba, Father, which is really, if you want to translate it a little more loosely and, 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 and maybe even more accurately, mm-hmm. uh, it would be like saying daddy 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 you know, daddy, it is I, you know it is. i need you kind yeah, of thing yeah so that longing yeah. even becomes a request right. and that's a way to deal with yeah. a dark dream yeah. it, that's a way of god responding to you mm-hmm. dealing with a dark dream he puts the longing for him right in you because we really believe you know our heart's desire should be for our dreams to originate with god mm-hmm. not from ourself Yes. Or from our enemy, our adversary, right, right? But originate with God, and so I, I love that longing that's there. Yes, and and I love the fact that you know there could have been metaphor 
for Kelly. There could have been, you know, whatever was going on in the dream could have been something that, that she didn't, she, she, she asked for protection. She, and Dr. Reader comes in and prays and she could have seen something stop. She could have been emboldened to stop it. There's all kinds of things that could have happened, but instead it was just simply, I woke up. It ended. Yeah, it ended. There's nothing after that. Yeah, there was nothing. You know, it was almost like, you know, if, if there'd been metaphor, there would have been like, there was almost had to be work done. Yeah. And this was just like, nope, you asked me, it's done. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and it's really cool in that regard. So I think what we see here is that when we're dealing with dark dreams, we, we've really been talking about God intervening in them. Mm-hmm. When God intervenes in a dark dream. Yeah. That's such a personal thing for us. Yeah. I, I don't want to have a dark dream just to get to experience it. But right. think about how loving that is. Well, that's loving. And I, I, he appears also in dreams that are not dark. Yeah. Now, I mean, I have I think we, I know we've talked about this one before. It was a very important dream for us. You know, we're up on a mountaintop. We're in a camper. And the camper starts to slide. And the trees begin to slide off the mountains. Like it, they were almost like planted in snow. And they're just slipping down the mountains. And we start, I start to slide, you start to slide, but you were up here on the mountain and I was sliding a little bit further down and I get to almost like a little lilt that just comes out, a little lip. Mm-hmm. And in the crevice, out walks this man and it's, you know, the Lord of the manor from the show I'd been watching, Downton Abbey. And so that was God bringing comfort to me yeah. because I thought I was about to go off the cliff and... He said to me, are you something like, are you ready to, to take the plunge? And I'm like, well, I want to. I knew I wasn't going to be harmed once I took the plunge, but I was like, well, I want to, but I want to be. I want my husband to be here with me when, when, when it happens. And he said, well, whenever you're ready. And see, if you think about it, that dream actually has very much the elements of starting as a dark dream. Just because it wasn't a deep, deep, terrifying dream or a true nightmare, there is a level of fear there that's was coming peril. Yeah. and peril that's coming. Yeah, absolutely. But it shifted by yeah. the presence of God in it. And so we would often call that dream a God dream mm-hmm. because of the way God intervened in it. Right. Now, for Kelly's dream, it's harder to say the dream was a God dream because the way God intervened in it was to instantaneously stop an attack in your dream we have elements of a dark dream some fear related things but it's actually god saying hey you're in a very difficult spot Mm -hmm. you're in a position there's going to be a lot of challenge a lot of testing and maybe even a lot of pain Mm -hmm. are you ready for what i'm going to do on the other side of it are you ready to go through this and come out Mm -hmm. And so now we can relate back to the beginning of the dream and say, okay, that really wasn't a dark dream, mm-hmm. even though it had elements of it. Right. But it was God intervening and saying a dark situation, yeah. a difficult situation. Uh, yes, is mine be had a little bit more uh, drama, I guess you could say, and a little bit. There's choices here that can be made. You have control over some of the choices, that yeah. kind of thing, whenever you're ready. So a little bit more dialogue, but it doesn't matter. It's still, still Creator him, God when coming God intervenes. to bring yes, coming to bring a message to us that 
He cares. He knows what's going on. He's not unaware of it, and he cares. Yeah, I love it. I love. I love this whole thought we've talked about because really, you can sum up everything we've talked about in this episode uh, in that phrase: "When God intervenes, right? He He's interested in our lives. That's a good he's thing interested. To, we should title that "When God Intervenes." Uh, okay, we'll title that's now. Now, now we have a title for the <laughs> for this this episode: yeah. "When God Intervenes." Yeah. It's because it, it really is. And 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 you know what? Uh, the other thing I think is cool about Kelly's dream before we close out because I know we're running out of time is she doesn't remember the dark part of it. Mm-hmm. She knows it was terrifying. Right. What she remembers was God intervening. That's awesome. And that's powerful. Yeah, it is. I, I love that. Listen, we know we've got uh, listeners who are not necessarily Christians, uh, maybe spiritual people, but not necessarily Christians. Um, and I just challenge you again with this episode to say, you know, maybe invite, ask God to show up and reveal himself. If he's real, he's going to do that, right? I mean, that's my thought process. And we've talked about several different dreams where God showed up and intervened in dreams. So um, maybe just a challenge to some of you. I'm not going to try and convince you to to, uh, uh, adopt my faith in the moment, but I would challenge you to say, hey, would you mind introducing yourself to me? It's kind of an interesting process. We'd love to hear from me. Yep. So I guess that's it for today. All the time we've got been a little bit of a different process as we recorded in two different segments. And uh, I just sort of came as I was from the party. So that's life, but it's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Anything else? I suppose then it's till next time. Keep dreaming.